Hello and welcome to the July 13th episode of 10. My name is Ryan and I will be your host today. Today I will report to you on some of the most interesting news from around the world such as 17 states suing the Trump administration over its guidance to not allow foreign students to take online-only courses this fall semester. The coronavirus pandemic could push up to 132 million people into hunger by the end of 2020. A college student biked over 2,000 miles from Scotland to Greece when planes were grounded, and much more. In our first story of the day, the Trump administration escalated its actions against China today by stepping squarely into one of the most sensitive regional issues dividing them and rejecting outright nearly all of Beijing's significant maritime claims in the South China Sea. The administration presented the decision as an attempt to curb China's increasing assertiveness in the region with a commitment to recognizing international law. But it will almost certainly have the more immediate effect of further infuriating the Chinese, who are already retaliating against numerous U.S. sanctions and other penalties on other matters. Previously, U.S. policy had been to insist that maritime disputes between China and its smaller neighbors be resolved peacefully through UN-backed arbitration. But in a statement released Monday, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said the U.S. now regards virtually all Chinese maritime claims outside its internationally recognized waters to be illegitimate. The shift does not involve disputes over land features that are above sea level, which are considered to be territorial in nature. Although the U.S. will continue to remain neutral in territorial disputes, the announcement means the administration is in effect siding with Brunei, Indonesia, Malaysia, the Philippines and Vietnam all of which oppose Chinese assertions of sovereignty over maritime areas surrounding contested islands, reefs and shoals. In political news, attorney generals in 17 states and the District of Columbia have filed a lawsuit against the Trump administration over its guidance to not allow foreign students to take online-only courses this fall semester. The multi-state effort filed in the U.S. District Court in Massachusetts on Monday against the Department of Homeland Security and Immigration and Customs Enforcement, also seeks to stop the policy from going into effect while the case is being decided. Visa requirements for students have always been strict and coming to the U.S. to take online-only courses has been prohibited. ICE maintained the prohibition in its guidance, while providing some flexibility for hybrid models, meaning a mix of online and in-person classes. In monetary news, the federal government incurred the biggest monthly budget deficit in history in June as spending on programs to combat the coronavirus recession exploded while millions of job losses cut into tax revenues. The Treasury Department reported Monday that the deficit hit $864 billion last month, an amount of red ink that surpasses most annual deficits in the nation's history and is above the previous monthly deficit record of $738 billion in April. That amount was also tied to the trillions of dollars Congress has provided to cushion the impact of the widespread shutdowns that occurred in an effort to limit the spread of the viral pandemic. For the first nine months of this budget year, which began October 1, the deficit totals $2.74 trillion, also a record for that period. That puts the country well on the way to hitting the $3.7 trillion deficit for the whole year that has been forecast by the Congressional Budget Office. That total would surpass the previous annual record of $1.4 trillion set in 2009 when the government was spending heavily to lift the country out of the recession caused by the 2008 financial crisis. The June deficit was driven higher by spending on various government relief programs such as an extra $600 per week in expanded unemployment benefits and a paycheck protection program that provided support to businesses to keep workers on their payrolls. 
In coronavirus news, the coronavirus pandemic could push up to 132 million people into hunger by the end of 2020, according to a new report from the United Nations. World hunger had been declining for years before 2014, the UN reported, but has shot up by nearly 60 million since then. It estimated that around 690 million people were undernourished in 2019. Asia has the highest number of hungry individuals. The report estimates that 381 million people there were undernourished in 2019, more than half of the world total. The report estimated that around 3 billion people worldwide cannot afford a healthy diet. In more economic news, Good said today that it plans to invest $10 billion in India over next five to seven years as the search giant looks to help accelerate adoption of digital services in the key overseas market. Investments will focus on four areas, first, enabling affordable access and information for every Indian in their own language, whether it's Hindi, Tamil, Punjabi or any other. Second, building new products and services that are deeply relevant to India's unique needs. Third, empowering businesses as they continue to embark on their digital transformation. Fourth, leveraging technology and AI for social good, in areas like health, education and agriculture. India is a key overseas market for Google, where a range of its products and services, including Search, YouTube, and Android, have made inroads with much of the entire online population. The nation of 1.3 billion people has emerged as perhaps the last great untapped growth market for American and Chinese giants. In music news, Kanye West paid tribute to his late mother Donda with a short, new song named after her, which he released Sunday evening to mark what would have been her 71st birthday. Donda arrived with a video primarily comprised of archival footage, though West's new verses paired with old video of Kanye and Donda rapping the former's late registration track Hey Mama together. Donda West died in 2007 at the age of 58. The cause of death was heart disease allegedly spurred by multiple post-operative factors after receiving plastic surgery. At the time of her death, she was heavily involved with her son's career, working as his general manager. Since her death, Kanye has established the creative company Donda in her honor. In technology news, Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk claims that his new brain computer chip startup company, Neuralink, will be able to cure mental issues such as depression and addiction. Musk founded Neuralink in 2016 after receiving $158 million in funding and claimed in a 2019 presentation that the company had developed a sewing machine link device that could connect brains directly to computers. On August 28, Musk plans to reveal more information about Neuralink. Early versions of the Neuralink system have reportedly been tested on animals and human trials are expected to take place this year. Musk reportedly hopes that the device will help humans achieve symbiosis with artificial intelligence. In sports news, just two NBA players out of 322 have tested positive for COVID-19 during quarantine inside the bubble-like environment at Disney in Central Florida. A positive rate of less than 1% is a promising start for the NBA, which is trying to complete its season while staying at Disney resorts and playing games nearby in three arenas. Much of the success of the NBA's attempt to finish the season in early October and crown a champion depends on keeping the novel coronavirus out of the bubble environment or at least limiting it so there are not severe outbreaks. Houston's Russell Westbrook announced on Monday he tested positive for COVID-19 before the team left for Orlando and said he will rejoin the team once he has received medical clearance. In scientific news, 
Providing clean water to soldiers in the field and citizens around the world is essential, and yet one of the world's greatest challenges. Now a new super wicking and super light absorbing aluminum material developed with army funding could change that. Researchers at the University of Rochester have developed a new aluminum panel that more efficiently concentrates solar energy to evaporate and purify contaminated water. Experiments show that the method reduces the presence of all common contaminants, such as detergent, dyes, urine, heavy metals and glycerin, to safe levels for drinking. The technology could also be useful in developed countries for relieving water shortages in drought-stricken areas, and for water desalinization projects. And in our final story of the day, a 20-year-old college student was stuck in Scotland and needed to get home to Greece. But he had no way to return to Athens while flights were shut down due to the pandemic. So he took matters into his own hands and decided to bike all the way from Scotland to Greece. The journey was 2,175 miles and took him 48 days to complete. Throughout his trip, he'd set up camp in fields and forests. He spent the last few moments of each day writing down his progress, tracking the next day's path and checking in with family and friends. As the weeks passed, he said more people caught word of his journey and tuned in, receiving updates from his friends and family. On June 27, nearly 50 days since he first got on the road, he arrived back home, where his family along with dozens of friends, as well as complete strangers who had been tracking his progress, were waiting to celebrate his arrival. That's all for today's episode of 10, thank you for listening and have a great day.